Hey, welcome to Set Me Free, Healing Out Loud, um, as we continue to journey through the New Testament, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, we are coming up at Romans chapter 11. Guys, we're going to learn an interesting truth early on in this chapter that's really powerful and I love. Um, I love God's Word in general. It is just very, very life-changing, powerful. Um, it helps you to really understand who God is and how He works, what His desires are. You know, it, it's vitally important if you are a Christian that you show yourself approved through your study um, because you have to have knowledge and it has to be according to truth. Okay, so if you if you know something, just knowing something, if it's not according to truth, which God determines truth, God's word is the truth, the only truth, and so is Jesus Christ. So the revelation of Jesus Christ that comes through the word um, is the truth. So let me uh, begin reading chapter 11, verse 1. I ask then, has God rejected his own people of Israel? Of course not. I myself am an am an Israelite, a descendant of Abraham, and a member of the tribe of Benjamin. So Paul basically gives a description of who he is um, and where he came from um, and what tribe of Judah he belongs to. Very important. Um, no, God has not rejected his own people, whom he chose from the very beginning. Do you realize what the scriptures say about this? Elijah the prophet complained to God about the people of Israel and said, Lord, they have killed your prophets, torn down your altars. I am the only one left. And now they are trying to kill me too. So it's funny, Elijah's like, well, I'm the only godly person out here, Lord. And so we see God's response here in verse 4. <laughs> and do you remember God's reply? He said, no. I have 7,000 others who have never bowed down to Baal. Um, so we see that he's not the only one. There's actually 7,000 others at that time that were serving God. In verse 5, it is the same way today. For a few of the people of Israel have remained faithful because of God's grace, his undeserved kindness in choosing them. So we see that God chooses us. We don't choose him. We come into agreement with him choosing us um, when you feel it. I love there's a, a story in the book of Ecclesiastes. I can't quote it offhand, but it basically says in just a little breakdown, it basically says that time and chance will come to every single person's life. So God is going to extend an invitation. He's going to call you um, and you have an opportunity to answer that call. Um, but it says here that it it comes, it's an undeserved kindness that God chooses us. In verse 6, since it is through God's kindness, then it is not by the, their good works. For in that case, God's grace would not be what it really is. It's free and undeserved. We do not deserve God's grace. But he chooses and does what he wants to do. And I love if you go back. Um, let's see what scripture was it 
verse 2, it says that he chose from the very beginning. So this, God's plan has been orchestrated from the beginning of time. So rest assured that if, if God is calling you, he chose you from the very beginning of the world. Verse 7, so this is the situation. Most of the people of Israel have not found the favor of God they are looking so earnestly for. If you have, the ones God has chosen, but the hearts of the rest were hardened. So we see again, God chose the people. Uh, verse 8, as the scriptures say, we're going to learn about the sovereign hand of God here. As the scriptures say, God has put them into a deep sleep. To this very day, he has shut their eyes so they do not see, and closed their ears so they do not hear. Likewise, David said, Let their bountiful table become a snare, a trap that makes them think all is well. Let their blessings cause them to stumble, and let them get what they deserve. Let their eyes go blind so they cannot see, and let their backs be bent forever. So basically what happened here is it's a spiritual blindness. You know, for there is to many people, my podcast would be nothing but a complete hoax and, and stupidity. All this stuff is nothing more than hogwash to them because their eyes are not open. Their heart is not sincere in learning God's way and God's life. So in verse nine, it talks about David, let their bountiful table become a snare. So there's a a flipping over. See, many people serve God because they relate God to blessing and they're serving God for selfish motives, selfish ambitions, and they're only seeking him for gain. Um, if you threw them out in the middle of the desert with nothing, they would no longer serve God. So God knows the motives and desires and the deep things in our heart, why we're doing what we're doing. You know, there's always the what and the why behind what we're doing. And it's vitally important that we know those things ourselves um, to check ourselves and make sure we're honest. And that will prove that we are sincere and that we're in the faith. You know, because it's like, I can do good for other people. Um, I can give people money, but I need to know why am I doing that? Am I doing that to sincerely help and better their lives or am I doing it to make myself look good and build an image for me and, and for me to please my own um, self? You know, so we need to watch those things very closely. Verse 11, did God's people stumble and fall beyond recovery? Of course not. They were disobedient. So God made salvation available to the Gentiles, but he wanted his own people to become jealous and claim it for themselves. Verse 12, now if, we, if the Gentiles were enriched because the people of Israel turned down God's offer of salvation, think how much greater a blessing the world will share when they finally accept it. So basically we're seeing that the gospel or salvation is going beyond God's chosen people. It's being offered to the Gentiles, which is um, basically anyone. Um, verse 13, I am saying all of this, especially for you Gentiles. God has appointed me as an apostle to the Gentiles. I stress this, for I want somehow to make the people of Israel jealous of what you Gentiles have, so I might have some of them for since their rejection meant that God offered salvation to the rest of the world, their acceptance will be even more wonderful. 
It will be life for those who were dead. And since Abraham and the other patriarchs were holy, their descendants will also be holy, just as the entire batch of dough is holy because the portion given as an offering is holy. For if the roots of the tree are holy, the branches will be too. Verse 17. But some of these branches from Abraham's tree, some of the people of Israel, have been broken off. And you Gentiles who were branches from a wild olive tree have been grafted in. So now you also receive the blessing God has promised Abraham and his children, sharing in the rich nourishment from the root of God's special olive tree. But you must not brag about being grafted in to replace the branches that were broken off. You are just a branch, not the root itself. So what Paul is teaching here is that the gospel of Jesus Christ is available to anybody. The, the salvation comes first through the Jew. The Bible teaches that very clear. Jesus was a Jew. Um, so salvation comes to the Jew. But since the Jews rejected salvation through Jesus Christ because they were trying to earn it through their own good works and the, their own righteousness, so now God is offering it to the Gentiles, which is the rest of the world. So basically, you can be grafted into God's plan of salvation um, through faith in Jesus Christ. That's what Paul's teaching here. Verse 19, well, you may say, those branches were broken off to make room for me. Yes, but remember, those branches were broken off because they didn't believe in Christ. And you are there because you do believe. So don't think highly of yourself, but fear what could happen. For if God did not spare the original branches, he will not spare you either. So be careful. Don't become conceited and think that, you know, you're something special to God because you're not. It's We need to express humility and remember that God chose you. You did not choose him and that we did not deserve the grace that appeared to our lives. Verse 22, notice how God is both kind and severe. He is severe towards those who are disobedient, but he is kind to you if you trust in his kindness. But if you stop trusting, you also will be cut off. So it's important right there to get the full picture of God is, is what Paul's teaching here is that you can't just think God is all Lulu la la love because you're going to sell yourself short and you're going to forget that God is wrath. And without wrath, there is no love. So you have to have a balance um, and you have to be careful here because he says that if you stop trusting, um, you'll be cut off too. So the, the, there's not a guarantee. There, You have to make a life commitment and you have to stay faithful. You got to stay faithful. You got to become a student of the word. Um, you got to learn God's ways, learn his laws, learn his statutes, learn his decrees, learn his instruction. Um, <clears throat> stay diligent <clears throat> in the word, excuse me. And if the people of Israel turn from their unbelief, they will be grafted in again. For God has the power to graft them in. And you by nature were a branch cut off from the wild olive tree. So if God was willing to do something contrary to nature by grafting you in his cultivated tree, he will be far more eager to graft the original branches back into the tree where they belong. Verse 25, I want you to understand this mystery. Dear brothers and sisters, so that you will not feel proud about yourself. Some of the people of Israel have hard hearts, 
but this will last only until the full number of Gentiles comes to Christ. And so all Israel will be saved. As the scriptures say, the one who rescues will come from Jerusalem, and he will turn Israel away from ungodliness. And this is my covenant with them, that I will take away their sins. So that's a picture of Jesus right there. Verse 28, many of the people of Israel are now enemies of the good news, and this benefits you Gentiles. Yet they are still the people he loves because he chose their ancestor, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. For God's gifts and his call can never be taken back and withdrawn. Once you Gentiles were rebels against God, but when the people of Israel rebel against him, God was merciful to you instead. Now they are the rebels, and God's mercy has come to you so that, so that they too will share in God's mercy. For God has imprisoned everyone in disobedience so he could have mercy on everyone. Oh, how great are God's riches in wisdom and knowledge. How impossible it is for us to understand his decisions and his ways. For who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who knows enough to give him advice? And who has given him so much that he needs to pay it back? For everything comes from him and exists by his power and is intended for his glory. All glory to him forever and ever. Amen. Um, so that concludes chapter 11. A lot there. I love the picture of the olive tree basically symbolizes um, God's chosen humanity, his people, um, and if God is calling you back to himself, I want to encourage you, don't resist him. Just allow him to, to call you back to himself, um, that he has not rejected you, and that his love is available for you, and it comes through Jesus Christ. And scripture will reveal, give you a clear revelation of who Jesus is. So I want to encourage you today, and, and thank you for tuning in. God bless.